Welcome to Real from the Real, your podcast for investing and personal finance. In this space, we share personal stories about hustle, saving, and investing to inspire you to think better about making, managing, and multiplying money. Please enjoy this next episode. Hi, guys. So today I want to talk about this idea of rationality. So actually, this idea has come from economics and finance, right? Um, For anyone who studied economics, or you can Google it, there's this idea of the rational man in economics as the beating heart of all economic decision-making and interactions. And simply put, rationality in economics says that we as economic people Okay, so when it comes to money and finance and wealth, we are, you know, cold calculating rational human beings who take the information we have and use it to make independent choices that give us the greatest benefit. So we know what we want. We know why we want it. We know how to get it. We know what the appropriate price is to pay for it. And we will conduct all economic transactions on this basis, nothing more. Now, I studied finance and economics at university, so naturally I had to go over these concepts. And then I got out into the real world and I realized that it was a load of tosh. Like it was completely and utterly misguided. First of all, there are no rational people, particularly when it comes to money. Few of us are at all rational. Fewer still are absolutely rational and nobody, no single person is consistently rational. In fact, practically every single investor I've ever come across, including myself, has suffered what we call the disposition effect. That is selling your winners, so selling the stocks that have gone up or the crypto assets that have gone up and keeping or holding on to your losers. So holding on to stocks that are going down or holding on to crypto assets that are going down, keeping them as these cherished, beloved pets that you are are feeding and gardening in your investment portfolio. Essentially irrational behavior. Virtually every single investor I've ever come across, including myself, demonstrates irrational behavior. And when I hear some of the reasons that people give for making investments or for doing business deals, they are so irrational that I can't decide between laughing in amusement and laughing in just despair, like utter despair at the irrationality of what I've just heard. Now, I've seen this irrationality in virtually like everyday transactions. So it's not just, it doesn't just apply to investing. We're not just irrational when it comes to investing. We are irrational in virtually every situation in which a financial transaction can take place. So I'll give you an example. I've seen taxi drivers, you know, pick customers up and uh, negotiate a price, um, say, for example, 100 reals. And having then dropped the customer off or arrived at the destination, the customer proceeds to give, you know, only 50% of the agreed price, so 50 reals in this case. And in the process of arguing about the remaining 50 reals, right, the unpaid amount, which was agreed on before, 
I've seen taxi drivers throw out or throw back the 50 reals that they have actually received. So you agreed on 100 reals, customers giving you 50, they're trying to be funny about the remaining 50. And out of anger and out of emotion, uh, you take the 50 real that you've been given and you, <laughs> and you crumble it up, and you fling it away or you fling it back at the customer. And I think this is really funny because when I see these situations, what has just happened is that that taxi driver has now lost exactly 100% of their money. They had the chance to hold on to 50% of it, but through their emotional behavior, they've just lost now exactly 100% of their money. You know, and I, I could go on and on and on <laughs> because I find it amusing every single time that I encounter it. So for example, I remain amused at people who complain about the fairness of business negotiations. When it is clear that they are outnumbered, outworked, and underprepared compared to the other side of the table. Whenever I hear these things, I often wonder, okay, if you have not done the work required to win, then what is the incentive for your counterparty, for the other person on the other side of the table to leave anything on the table for you? If you know that the balance of power is not the same, so you are outnumbered compared to the other side, you are outworked, you are underprepared, you are under-resourced, then why do you expect to win equally? Why should you win at all or even lose gracefully? Like, what is the other person's incentive to split the proceeds, quote-unquote, fairly and when people say fairly what they really mean is 50 50 because for them this is this is fair any other split is considered unfair I suppose what is the incentive for this other party to split things with you half and half that's not rational and the more I think about these examples the more I realize that economic theory talks a lot about this rational man but really it's money that's rational not us we are a bunch of emotions. We are emotional. It's money that's rational. Money just is. Money doesn't know who we are, why we exist, why we want it, and what we're willing to do with it and for it. Money doesn't know you, doesn't believe in you, and feels absolutely nothing about you. As far as money is concerned, you either get it and keep it, or you don't get it and keep it. Money doesn't care how you feel when you're making it, losing it, managing it, spending it, multiplying it, or destroying it. Money doesn't care if you did your homework before investing, or if you decided to learn by a consequence by losing money to scams and frauds. Money doesn't care. Money will not come simply because you expect it. Neither will it grow simply because you want it to. And I'm sure by now, <laughs> A lot of crypto folks have figured out the hard way that number doesn't always go up. Even your hard work may not be enough to guarantee money. You can work hard to get rich, to become financially free and still die poor. Yeah, it happens. It happens frequently and it can happen to you. And I think sometimes we get wrapped up in a lot of philosophical ideas about money. Does it bring happiness? Does it bring peace? What it does, what it does not do? Does it matter? Does it not matter? How much is enough? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
And once again, this is emotional talk and emotional language that exists purely between us as human beings. Money does not care about any of these things. Money does not care if it ever enters your life or if it completely escapes you. Money does not care if it brings other things with it or if it comes to you empty-handed. And actually, while we're on the subject, money does not care about the things that it takes from your life, including your life. I can guarantee you that if you perish in the pursuit of money, money will not notice, will not say a kind word at your funeral, and will not put flowers on your grave. Because unlike us, who are emotional human beings, money is coldly rational. So please, guys, um, save your feelings for your family, your friends, and your loved ones. Save your emotions for topics like philosophy, religion, politics. Topics where your feelings and emotions actually matter and can actually make a difference. But when it comes to money, I think it's really simple. Make it, manage it, multiply it, or don't really, Yanni. Just do it or don't do it. Either way, stop catching feelings for it. Yeah, because it doesn't care. 